<laughs> we could cut this out if we want to stop talking about Disney Plus so much. Oh, God damn it. I know. What you drinking? Oh, I am drinking a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Going classic today, you know. Oh, very nice. I bought a lot of Guinness for St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yes. Because that is when we are recording this episode. Yeah. And, you know, you'll you'll get it in a few weeks. But yeah, I bought a lot of Guinness and so I'm, I'm finishing it up and it is uh, delicious. I bought a lot of Guinness, but I don't have any more, so... <laughs> Somehow it all disappeared, which is crazy. Where could it have gone? Crazy. I don't know how that happened. Wild. (laughs) It got stolen by a brownie. That sounds accurate. Maybe Adam left it out as an offering. I actually wanted to tell you so. um, Oh, man. Maybe I shouldn't talk about this because it's (laughs) more Disney stuff. (laughs) I know. I've been trying to not talk about Disney Uh, so much. (laughs) but They just have so much good stuff. So... I'm going to tell you anyway. So I took a few days off and I watched The Luck of the Irish, which is like a Disney Channel original movie. <gasps> and it is. I remember so- watching this. And I watched it because I love Timothy Amundsen. Mm-hmm. He's Lassiter in Psych and he is uh, King Richard in Gallivant. Yes. And oh. I fucking love him the role of a lifetime (laughs) because of a tweet he made recently or he retweeted somebody and reminded me that he's the bad guy in that and i remember that it was about a kid who's irish and he has irish luck or something but i forgot that it's because he's not just irish he's half leprechaun (laughs) (gasps) oh my god and the whole movie it's ridiculous but it's also so funny what made me laugh, actually, one of the things that the Irish grandfather was saying was, and if your heart is as hard as an Irish landlord. <laughs> it made me laugh because we had so many like Irish stories about how much they hate landlords. <laughs> oh, my God. That, for real, though, like so many stories about why landlords are the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's so funny. And Timothy Amundsen's so young in it. He's such a good bad guy. Yeah. But he's not really bad. I mean, he's just, that's just how leprechauns are, aren't they? I don't know. They're tricksy. They're mischievous. I don't don't know if it was a totally accurate depiction of the Fae, but it was funny. And I really loved it. I would be very surprised if it was accurate at all, really. (laughs) I mean, tricky. They're Mm -hmm. tricky and... He's just so cute. I love him. Uh, he's God, beautiful. Luck of the Irish. I haven't seen that. Yeah, it was good. Since I, I was a kid. It. I laughed a I... lot. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, is that Disney created so much stuff that is mm-hmm. just a part of our cultural everything. Now, yeah. it's hard not to talk about Disney. The, <laughs> 
this is the problem with like a monopoly is they just kind of have a monopoly on everything. You can't talk about Star Wars or Marvel movies or anything without talking about Disney anymore. Yep. Yeah. Even all the stuff that's not Disney is like ending up on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. Anastasia and... Yeah, because they bought up like Fox or something. So even even all of those beloved childhood movies that were not Disney animated movies are still ending up under the Disney umbrella. They're taking over the world. Mm-hmm. That's bad. That's all kinds of wrong. But it's also, <laughs> I do love these movies. <laughs> that movie's still good. I enjoyed myself quite a bit. Yep. Just takes me straight back to being a, uh, in junior high. And junior high was rough. Yes. <laughs> it was real rough. I mean, I met in junior high, actually. Yeah, <laughs> it was the one bright point mm-hmm. of we, we met two drama class. horrible years. Yes, naturally, <laughs> naturally, obviously. <laughs> uh, Where we belong, drama nerds. <laughs> really? Oh, Kelsey, you actually shared this great picture of the two of us that I'm pretty sure we took a selfie with an actual mm-hmm. camera with a with my disposable camera. Yeah, uh, in. I think our drama class in... I have other pictures. It was health class, but it was in one of those buildings. That's why I thought it must have been drama because I I blocked out... All of my least favorite classes except drama were in those like quote unquote temporary Mm -hmm. classrooms. Uh, That's where I had math and that's where I had health. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, I was in health class. I remember because Ben sat right next to us. You know how everybody is like in high school is kind of a jerk and there are the very few that just aren't jerks to anybody and they're always awesome. I do have some vague he memories. Like really shy. <laughs> of a shy, gentle giant. Gentle giant. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I loved him. He was just like the sweetest guy and he was so shy. And it was funny because I loved to bug him because I was not shy. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> basically everyone I became friends with in junior high and high school I think I annoyed them into liking me <laughs> actually like yes um I remember I remember you just adopted people it was oh, nice I was I like nice you. I'm gonna bug as, you until you like me too as someone who was painfully shy it it was really nice to have someone just adopt me yeah just to just feel like <laughs> Hi, we're friends now. Like, oh, thank God. Okay. (laughs) I didn't know how to do that. Um, (laughs) Oh, also, fun fact, Kelsey scared the shit out of me in junior high school. I was was this, like, naive little sheltered horse girl (laughs) when I arrived in junior high. And Kelsey was in a major goth phase. Yeah. Yeah, And I didn't know what to do with that. Fishnets. All that stuff. It, it was great. All that stuff. <laughs> Studded belts, safety pins on all of your clothes. The movie, The Craft, where they get off the bus and he's like, Be- like, watch out for weirdos. And she looks back and she's like, we are the weirdos. That was me. <laughs> That's like the energy I was exuding. <laughs> Absolutely. And I was much more, I was a much more of a, what was her name? Robin? Like the... The girl that comes to the school in the beginning of the movie that yes. that the witches basically adopt and then she becomes a badass witch with them. The that was girl. I think it was Sarah. Was Sarah, why did I think her the actress's name is Robin? 
I bet I think the actress's name is Robin, and I thought that was a cooler name, so I just it remember is, yeah, it. the actress's name is Robin. She there played Sarah Bailey. She played Sarah. Okay, but I like Robin better as a name. No offense yeah. to Sarah's out there. Sarah's are great. Sarah's a wonderful name. <laughs> <laughs> Robin's definitely less popular, I think. Yeah, I was definitely a lot like Nancy, probably. Yeah. Yeah, you're a bit of a Nancy. I wanted to be Bonnie, but... Yeah, Bonnie kind of was the best out of all of them. How good is the craft? I loved Rochelle, too. That whole movie is just amazing. That was a great cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great movie. Did they so, remake it? They did something. Recently? But I'm kind of... I didn't really want to look into it because it felt very young. And I just don't know if I'm ready for all the yeah. remakes. That was, that was the energy I was exuding. <laughs> yes, and I did. I did not know what to do with that <laughs> at all. I liked it; like I thought it looked cool, <laughs> but I didn't know what to do with it. So I'm really grateful that uh, that you adopted me. Kelsey used to make me go on long walks with her. Well, we also became closer. So we met in drama in junior high, and then we became better friends in high school because we were also in drama in ninth grade. I was not an easy high school student either. So, but yeah, I remember like practicing lines and we thought it was funny because no one knew what the hell we were talking about because it sounded so weird because it was like from a play. Mm -hmm. And it it was, oh, I remember the the skit we were practicing too, because it was, it was one where you were playing my mom Mm -hmm. and we were having like a really intense argument. Yeah. You were my lesbian daughter. Yes. But we also had like a secret... There was a body in the closet that you had, and that's how we were playing the scene in our in our minds. It wasn't, it God. wasn't the script at all, but we were playing it that way because we were weird. Did Miss Jensen tape these? Because I want sometimes I want. Can I have a coffee? Because <laughs> we were probably being such weird assholes that I want yeah. to see it. Definitely, oh man. <laughs> uh, it also makes me laugh because I was just such a terrible like I don't think I ever really enjoyed acting like I never wanted to be in any plays I just liked the people and the classes Mm -hmm. were fun yeah drama was always just a nice break even if you didn't covet the spotlight I did I coveted the spotlight I (laughs) (laughs) I deeply resented everyone who was ever cast in a better more prestigious role than me deeply (laughs) deeply resented them anyway (laughs) We have some new patrons. We do. Yay. Let's talk about that. Yeah. We're really excited to welcome them to the Fairy Tale Fix fam. It sounded really dorky, didn't it? It did. It sounded but like, but I but I'm I'm dork I am very like dorkily excited about it. <laughs> that anybody wants to join our Patreon team. Absolutely. We really appreciate you. It really makes this possible for us to do. Yep. It's it's worth it in and of itself, but it make it certainly makes the financial cost of it easier to do. So Yep, absolutely. So we want to thank our two newest patrons, Christopher Otto and Jen Bethel. Woo! Thank you so much for joining. We really Woo! appreciate it. Um Thank Chris, you, Chris and Jen. Christopher Otto is really exciting because he actually wrote the introduction for one of our Ruth Manning Sanders fairy tale books. Yeah, yeah. He wrote the introduction to the Book of Witches. Mm-hmm. Which I'm really excited about. And I think one of our um, bonus episodes will include one of those stories pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. I, she's 
Kelsey's waggling her eyebrows I'm at really me. Excited. So. I think we're going to record that one tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to do oh that my. one tomorrow. <laughs> I read it today, so I'm really excited to tell you guys about it. It was a great story. Yes. So Chris and Jen, thank you so much for joining us. And of course, thank you to all of our other patrons, Julia, Adam, Noah, Ricky, Elizabeth, Cynthia, and Bill, Angel, and Dustin. You guys are the best. So it's April and we are kicking off our fantastic fund drive. Twice a year, we get super fixated on getting people to join our Patreon. We bully you a little bit. We talk it up a lot more. Uh, We desperately beg. We bemoan our, our sorry fates as, as poor podcasters. Oh, <laughs> what was We us? also make it super, super worth it by giving yes. you great stuff like There's bonus that too. episodes. Yes. You get a bonus <laughs> episode if you sign up at the $6 a month tier. So that's that's like a latte a month if you early release us. You get mm-hmm. all of our episodes early on Sunday. And then as you kind of go up higher, you get free merch, you get one-on-one hangout time with the two of us, if you're into that. And as a special thank you for everybody who signs up this month, we are going to be doing a giveaway TBD on the exact details, but keep an eye on our social media as well as our other episodes that come out this month for more information. But essentially, we just... We'd really appreciate it uh, if you signed up. We have great rewards and it helps us keep the show going. Yeah, you can check it out at fairytalefix.cash. And for more info on the giveaway at the end of the month, uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at fairytalefixpod. Well, with that business out of the way, let's get into it. So for my first listener tale, it's not exactly a listener tale, but we got a really great comment from It's in the Kinala on Reddit. And uh, they said, you guys are freaking amazing. I'm a POC and the way you remain respectful when telling fairy tales and folklore from different countries, in my case, Eastern, really makes my heart happy. I can't wait for more episodes. Also, I wanted to send an email to you guys about some different interpretations of popular fairy tales. And I've seen that you might be interested in. For example, Pied Piper takes place in a subway and Hansel and Gretel end up cooking their parents. Is that something you'd be interested in? Yes. And the answer is absolutely. So this comment, oh my gosh, it made us so happy to hear because we both agree that it's so important to be respectful of other cultures and we are always here to listen if we make a mistake. So I wanted just to take an opportunity to say that while we absolutely love all of the praise, we mm-hmm. really appreciate it. And that, like I said, that comment just made us both so happy to hear. Uh, we want to extend an open invitation to let us know when we do mess up because we're not perfect and it will probably happen. So please feel comfortable emailing us and letting us know. I mean, we, we appreciate kindness and understanding. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah. we do want to know when we mess up. I I appreciate this comment so much because it is really important to me because especially, you know, we're two Western European descended white ladies. So when whenever we're telling a story that's not sort of directly in that vein, we're we're a little out of our lane. And we it's really important to us that uh, we continue to be respectful of these stories from cultures that are not our own. Thanks (laughs) for the comment. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, thank you. We really appreciate it. And uh, definitely, please send us all of the twisted fairy tales, all mm-hmm. the things, anything you think might even be remotely interesting. We definitely want to hear about it. I've been telling Abby this a lot lately, but in my opinion, fairy tale fix is really just like a giant fairy tale folklore book club. Yes. That we yes. are participating in and we want you guys to participate as well. So send us your favorite versions of the stories, your own fixes, you know, al- alternate fairy tale stories. That's kind of our bread and butter. Mm-hmm. So bring all the things. everything you want to book club. We are very excited to hear about it. Especially I love alternate takes on stories. Oh yeah. Really lights my fire. Yeah, Hansel and Gretel eating their own parents because they absolutely deserve that. I would love, love to it. Hear that story. I love that so much. The Pied Piper uh clearing all the rats out of the subway. <laughs> Sounds like a modern <laughs> a, like a a really messed up modern retelling and I really I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. Is he in New York? Does he lead all of the children out of New York? <laughs> there a dystopian novel that follows there's gotta be i'm sure i want it i want it yes please send that to us in short (laughs) my turn yes please my letter is from the incredible maria we we love her so much she is our expert on plants Mm-hmm. that we turn to when we have plant related questions and she also wrote us an email Hi, Abby and Kelsey. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. I've been thinking about what fairy tales I liked as a kid, but I was really more into fairies than fairy tales. I was weirdly into the Rumpelstiltskin story for a bit. For an alternate take on that, I highly recommend listening to LeVar Burton read Little Man on his podcast, LeVar Burton Reads, which beat you to it, Maria. <laughs> she actually uh, wrote me on Instagram after nice. listening to that episode and being all like, oh man, I just wrote you an email about that. uh but yes i mean super same i said it in the rumpelstiltskin episode but i will i will say it again little man is a great story from rumpelstiltskin's perspective and lavar burton has just a voice that is so very smooth and soothing and you should go listen to lavar burton reads definitely putting that on my list for sure yes oh do it reading rainbow for grown-ups it's perfect I also had this book about ballets based on legends, and I absolutely loved the Firebird story. Maria, I did not know that was a ballet. There's a Firebird ballet. I really want to see it. I, I knew I knew that Swan Lake was one, and I think mm-hmm. that's a, a Russian fairy tale. But mm-hmm. Firebird, I didn't know they did a ballet on that, and now I really want to watch it. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Do you remember events and things? <laughs> events and things? Yeah. Like actually going to see like a ballet oh. or a play. oh you mean oh you mean outside yeah you I mean, mean like the way no. things used to be <laughs> I don't remember before pandemic I went to go get my first vaccine shot the mm-hmm. other day and and they have a really small little vaccination room and it made me nervous being in there so close to the guy oh. that was giving me the shot <laughs> I don't understand how to be in public spaces with people anymore but mm-hmm. what do I do with my hands what do I do with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them to yourself is the answer. <laughs> That's always been the answer, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Anyway. Some of us need to hear that. Mm, mm-hmm. It's me. I think I need to hear that. 
Kelsey, Kelsey, keep your hands to yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Ex- except when it comes to me, you can hug me a lot. Thank you. You can and pet me hugs. if you want to. Maria continues, I think Kelsey mentioned doing Firebird and I am excited to hear it, but mostly I was totally obsessed with these flower fairy books I had by Cicely Mae Barker. I think I totally read those too. It was full of absolutely gorgeous, botanically accurate drawings of flowers and fairies with clothes made from parts of the flowers. I definitely had this book. Oh my gosh, I need to see this book. I wish I still had it. It is so beautiful. And Maria says that I'm still super into plants and fae stuff. Same. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely same. We didn't do a whole lot of storytelling as a family other than mostly true stories about my great grandpa. So I don't. Okay, well, can do share. Send those too. <laughs> yeah, send those too. What are the mostly true stories about your great grandpa that you were still telling them a couple generations on? I must mm-hmm. know. <laughs> so I don't really have any cultural stories to remember from my childhood. Insert rant about white American Christianity erasing culture. We told Bible mm-hmm. stories instead. Although, to be honest, some of that shit is wild and would totally be at home with any other tall tales if people didn't get mad at any suggestion of treating it like a myth. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> uh, you said it, so we didn't have to. Yep. Thank you, Maria. No arguments here. I do, however, have one folktale my siblings and I all loved that the music teacher would play in our elementary school. It's called Abba Yo-Yo, and the version many Americans are familiar with was popularized by Pete Seeger. But I just learned that he based it off of a South African folktale. It's a funny story to listen to, so I recommend finding a recording on YouTube. Thanks for the podcast. It makes me laugh and gasp and feel feelings. Often what the fuck feelings. But those are still feelings. Maria. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Maria. That was amazing. (laughs) This letter is making me feel feelings. And those feelings are what started this podcast, those what-the-fuck feelings. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what we were hoping everybody would feel, too, and Mm -hmm. just stand in amazement, in awe (laughs) at these stories. (laughs) If you ever watched, you know, a Disney fairy tale and you were like, oh, like this this needs to change. This ending is way off. Mm -hmm. That's that's what we were talking about, Mm -hmm. like in high school. And sort of how (laughs) – and progressed the older we got. (laughs) And here we are. Our obsession, instead of getting over it and growing Uh up, our obsession only got deeper. (laughs) (laughs) Especially because as you get older, you realize just how right you were the whole time. (laughs) Yeah. um, There's no – yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Also, a little bit how right my mom was the whole time. (laughs) Yeah. There's some of that. There's some of that, but you know, not as much as I was, ex- not as much as you might think. I love you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my next listener tale is from our good friend, Caroline. And Yay, she says, Caroline. She's mighty fine. <laughs> she is mighty fine. Caroline says, hello, you wonderful ladies. I just listened to the Billy Goats Gruff and Rumpelstiltskin episode and I loved it. Thank you. Um, As I do all of your episodes, of course. As I was listening to the politically correct version of the Billy Goat's Gruff, I thought of a way to maybe modernize that story to be hilarious. So for present day, the troll could be an internet troll and the goats (laughs) would presently be named Sheeple, which is perfect. That is really amazing. (laughs) 
Uh, she continues, not sure if you get where I'm going with this. Oh, I think we do. Oh, uh, we we get it, Caroline. <laughs> but I imagined an internet exchange of some sort or a digital or bridge that the goats or sheeple are trying to build amongst the land to teach modern inclusive ideologies. But the internet troll does all in his power to attempt to spread misinformation and gobble up all of the truthful information and or good intentions that the goats or sheeple are trying to spread and abide by. And in the end, they all fall into the abyss and lose their true identities, only to live happily never after. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Hope you like my imaginings. I know (laughs) it's terrible, but I love you both. (laughs) Caroline. (laughs) (laughs) We love you, too. (laughs) And that's perfect. Please. That was great. Yeah, I want a whole fairy tale book with like modern, like super, like super ultra modern fairy tales. Like that would be mm-hmm. really fun. Yeah, fairy tales for the digital age. Yeah. Um, we'll let Caroline write some of them. <laughs> copyright. <laughs> We're gonna copyright that. Copyright. We're stealing it actually. <laughs> yeah, Caroline, that was that was awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. That's hilarious. Happily, yes. I love happily, happily never after. Never after. <laughs> what a what a perfect uh, send off for digital age fairy tales. Maybe that should be our new sign off. Happily never after. Happily <laughs> never after. <laughs> TM, it's ours. No one can steal it, including Caroline. <laughs> but we'll thank you in the forward. Don't worry. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Thanks, Caroline. That was awesome and great. And you're, as ever, fucking hilarious. Mm -hmm. Funny and smart and pretty. We love you. (laughs) So we also got a letter from Ricky, uh, who is one of our patrons. He is our favorite. He is the best patron. Ricky! He's incredible. (laughs) And he wrote us an email entitled Hawaiian Stories from Grandma. I'm also really excited because I saw this email and I avoided reading it because you I wanted did? to hear you tell me. <laughs> yes. I wanted excellent. to hear you tell me it. I'm so stoked. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ricky says, love the shows. I've been wanting to participate more for sure. Wanted to share a couple of crazy stories that my grandma used to tell us. She grew up in Hawaii and has a ton of ghost stories and legends that she'd find pleasure in telling us and making us terrified. Amazing. Your grandma sounds like the best. Yeah, she sounds pretty <laughs> rad. It's the best it's the best kind of story. Mm-hmm. So okay, so there's there's two stories. The first one is called The Night Marchers. Mm-hmm. And he just basically gives like little summaries for each of these. Uh The Night Marchers is a story about ghost warriors that would roam the night. My grandma said that if you whistled at night or slept with your feet facing the door, it would be an invitation for them to come and make you part of their group. <gasps> why <laughs> so specific i know i think like ricky was this to get you to shut up did you whistle a lot as a kid was she trying to get you to shut up be honest <laughs> but he also says i still don't whistle at night <laughs> <laughs> that reminds so, me of my aunt's like thing at the table whistling yes. bed story okay maybe not maybe there's just something like about whistling stories that's just in like mm-hmm. the 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 human hind brain that we just 
come up with this stuff that draws evil spirits are they evil spirits though or just just ghost warriors i i don't i it doesn't say if they're evil or, or not ricky please feel free to write back and give clarification on are the ghost warriors evil or was it just that they were like ghosts <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's i mean honestly that's scary enough yep that's awesome though i love yeah. that so the next story is mene hune if you look up this legend, it has nothing to do with how I remember my grandmother telling it to us. She would tell us that these were basically mischievous leprechaun type creatures. So when a sock would go missing, it was the Menehunas. She would basically explain away anything she didn't have an answer for on them and their sneaky thieving ways. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I love it so much. <laughs> we'll so have good. to look up some actual Menehune legends and tell those. <laughs> oh yeah. So you know, Absolutely. but I yeah, uh, Ricky, if you have a story that is a little closer to what your grandmother said or told you as a kid, definitely send it to us. Yes, yeah, that sounds awesome. These creatures sound, especially if your gr- if your grandma reinterpreted them to just be like, oh yeah, they're just like these these mischievous little leprechaun type things. And they come and they just steal things because they're tricky. <laughs> My favorite kind of creatures. Mine too. The best stories are always about them. Mm-hmm. Ricky continues, plus countless ghost stories from the islands, which are always fun. Please, Ricky, share more at your leisure. Continue yeah, to write us. leave it at that, Ricky? Come on. More ghost stories, please. <laughs> He said, wanted to share and be a part of the awesomeness you both are creating. Keep up the great work, Ricky. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ricky. You're awesome. And this was awesome. More ghost stories, please. Yes, please. Elaborate. Thanks. Elaborate. <laughs> Thank you kindly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we need so much more information. All right. My next listener tale is from Anita. She wrote, hello, I'm a listener from Germany, and I think your podcast is great. I read much longer versions of these tales as a kid and also watched a lot of plays on the kids' TV channel, Kika or ZDF. I am really enjoying remembering the stories from my childhood and hearing new aspects about them, which I cannot believe that we have a German listener. Yeah. I'm (laughs) like, am I blushing? (laughs) Because we do, we tell a lot of German stories on this podcast. Mm-hmm. So the fact that, like, oh my gosh, an actual German person likes it. Yes, thank you. Thank so you. Much. <laughs> um, so she continues. Anyways, the reason I am writing this mail is that you mentioned new fairy tales from Franz Xavier von Schonworth that aren't translated yet. So I was really excited and read a few of them on this website. Um, and it is a website, Schoenworth. and I will post it in our show notes. Um, and she translated them for us, and she says they're quite short. I hope you like it. Of course, you can read this on your podcast if you'd like to. Best wishes, oh, Anita. You are the best. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. And we are absolutely going to read them on the podcast. Um, I'm actually going to read, um, I'm going to read one called The Singing Tree. It's a very short fairy tale, but I think everybody's going to really like it because it is awesome. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. The Singing Tree. A dressmaker, quick and young, walked through the woods. 
Suddenly, he heard a lovely singing. After a long search, he comes upon a tree on a green clearing from which the whisper-like singing seems to come from. He was plagued by his high spirits. He took his needle and stung and stabbed it into the bark because he wanted to see what the matter was with this tree, which seems rude. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> the needle halted in one place of the bark and became a key, and the tree sprang open like a door, devoured the dressmaker, and gulped him down the wide throat. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you don't stab it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The tailor lost his sight and hearing, and he lost all consciousness, but it didn't take long that he regained consciousness, and he laid in a chamber which shimmered like frost and crystals. Crying, he rolled himself together into a tight bundle, but -hmm. took his scissors at last and hit a hole into the wall. He climbed through it and fell into another cave inside the tree. When scissors everywhere began to move and clink, scissors (gasps) grated on scissors. Oh, I know. It sounds like a nightmare. (laughs) I don't want that. I don't want that. The dressmaker feared for his life. The needles had poked his body like a sieve, and the scissors had cut his clothes into shreds. Then an old hot iron came to his mind. With this, he hit through the wall and again climbed through the hole. He fell again, but this time into the bushes of the rose hips and hawthorn. On top of all this bad luck, a storm was approaching. Soon it rained thick and heavy hot irons. Holy. What? (laughs) (laughs) So the Yeah, um, this guy's day sucks. Yeah. Don't don't stab trees, I think. (laughs) Is the moral of this story leave leave it alone? (laughs) So the tailor who was smashed brown and blue, thought himself out of the hawthorn, crawled into a hollow tree, and thought he would get a bit of rest. But masses of thin red ants came. Mm. They pinched and pinched. And uh, Anita says, in German, those are two different words. Zwitgen and Zwatgen. Okay. (laughs) Which I love. (laughs) I love it. Pinched and pinched. So it's like two different types of pinching? (laughs) I guess. I have questions. Okay. That's (laughs) awesome, though. But the tailor was miserable, so he ached, sneezed, and spit, and cleared his throat, and he would have loved to run away if the iron rain outside hadn't hit him dead if he did. So the tailor cawed, jumped, and scratched, and sweared to God, or swore to God, to never, ever maltreat a twig, nor a tree wantonly again. Okay. If he just let him live this time. Right then and there, the rain stopped, and the tailor ran away and out of the forest. The end. Perfect. No edits. That's great. <laughs> yes, absolutely no edits. Oh, red ants. That is a perfect moral. And I'm sure that Maria, if she's listening to this episode, will agree. You should not poke trees Mm-mm. with your sword. Absolutely not. Just don't just don't do it. Leave it alone. Thank you, Anita, for translating that. It was awesome. Yeah, that was an incredible story. Thank you for that. Um <laughs> And I, uh, I'm taking the, um, she, there are two more stories here that I'm going to go ahead and read, uh, that Anita so kindly translated for us. I know. Thank you so much. We absolutely love this email. Yes. The, it's just, it's perfect. All of like, <laughs> this is just such a perfect day to have all of these mm-hmm. emails and comments. Okay. So this one is called the dumb woman slash wife or the cracking path. And Anita put a note in here that in German, the word was not 
wife, uh, but an old term for for women, which is weeb, uh, which is a kind of insult. Awesome. <laughs> so the so it's the dumb weeb. Yeah, whatever particular like insult that means, which promising, promising stuff. <laughs> it is a what the fuck fairy tale. It really sure. is. <laughs> Once there were two old people, but without kids, and the wife was a bit silly slash dumb slash foolish. I imagine there were a few different translations of the word, mm-hmm. but I, I think silly is my favorite. The wife was a bit silly. Her <laughs> husband once sent her to the market to sell lard. It was very hot and the path was cracked from the great heat. As the wife saw those cracks, she thought, oh, you poor road. The, those cracks must hurt you like my hands and feet hurt me. Aw. Aw. So she's silly, but she's compassionate. Yeah. <laughs> and as all humans, she anthropomorphizes everything. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Therefore, she took the lard and brushed it into the clefts of the path until the lard was used up, and then she walked home. The husband asked her if the lard sold well. Oh, my husband, she said, I came upon a path that was full of wounds, and no one took pity on him. Full of compassion, I took the lard that you gave me and stroked it into the road to lessen its pain. (laughs) You dumb devil, grumbled the man. You'll make me poor with your clumsiness. The end. (laughs) i mean i imagine that's exactly what happened (laughs) (laughs) i love that it's just so like short it's just a short it's like a little anecdote the the husband probably tells this at dinner parties who patched up the road (laughs) i do like this in a way because most of the time when you read a story about just sort of a very foolish person um, who doesn't do what their spouse tells them to. It's usually gender flipped. It's usually a woman trying to get her husband to do something at all, like anything, anything <laughs> smart, anything sell reasonable, a sell a cow, like anything reasonable to help the family. And it's usually like her simpleton husband or son who just <laughs> yeah. like can't get with it. Um, so I do like this, that it's kind of a gender flip on mm-hmm. that troop. That was very fun. The next story that Anita sent us, and I am so sorry, I don't recognize that letter, and I am poorly educated in how other languages work. So I am going to pronounce this wrong. Anita, I am so sorry. Uh, I blame my American upbringing. I'm just going to... Yeah, I, c- gonna, I, I wouldn't know either. <laughs> I'm blaming it on the school system. <laughs> Feel free to send us another email. And let I'm us an know adult and I could have learned it. a lesson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Prince Robswiffle. And Robswiffle is an old word for mistcoffer, which means dung beetle. So that's uh, that's promising. Again, very promising mm-hmm. title. Very exciting. <laughs> a poor girl had a sick mother for whom she wanted to run to the doctor very quickly. As she jumped over a large stone slab in the corridor, she slipped and almost trod on a robswiffle, a dung beetle. With pain over her dislocated foot, she complained, Who is going to run to the doctor now? Oh, before my mother dies. Sit on me, the beetle hummed. (laughs) Whoa. Interesting. Yeah, all right. (laughs) The girl was very shocked by the strange voice and cried even more. 
That makes sense. (laughs) Suddenly the beetle roared beneath her. It stretched out its wings and raised her up and carried her like lightning to the doctor and the pharmacist and back home to the sick mother. They had good health care in Germany Mm -hmm. for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds nice. I'm just... This is giving me intense bitterness. Um, There was a doctor and a pharmacist, and they just gave her stuff. Okay, so they went to the doctor and the pharmacist and ran back home to the sick mother. You have to feed your horse, too, she said to the daughter as she ate bread and drank water. Yes, where did my little horse go, said the girl, looking around and out of the window. Then she saw a rider galloping across the country. Oh, that's the blue prince, called the mother, as if she'd seen an old friend again. The door flew open immediately, and the prince entered, young and shiny and handsome. Shiny. Shiny. I just imagine when, like, a really beautiful person in an anime comes into the scene for the first time, (laughs) and their their skin is usually literally twinkling. (laughs) Or any introduction of a female character on Scrubs. Like every oh, single yeah, one the of them the yes, walks in with a wind machine. <laughs> Usually it's like licking her though. lips. And yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's this guy. Uh, he greeted his mother with joy, then looked at the girl, held out his hand to her and said, you have redeemed me. And I therefore thank you with everything I have. And the girl looked at the prince and her mother in disbelief. She was also afraid of the strange man, but he told his story. For many years, more than trees have stood in the forest. I have been a beetle and dust and rubbish, trampled, battered, tormented, and battered because I did the same to animals when I was a boy. Oh, yeah, that tracks. Mm -hmm. That tracks. I wonder if the fairy from Prince Darling got to Mm -hmm. him, too. (laughs) As a punishment, I have been changed and had to suffer like them. But you had pity on me the insignificant dung beetle. And with that, you redeemed me. I ask you, mother, for the hand of this angel who redeemed me. Are there two mothers? Are they siblings? Because I'm not sure. I'm, I'm going to go on faith that it's that it's not her mother and that it's just, uh, just, just something. The girl turned pale. The mother and daughter were very touched. What's going on here? I think it was he greeted the mother with joy. It was just a mistranslated word from earlier. Maybe. So the mother and daughter were very touched. Then the prince pushed open the window and blew the horn. The mountains carried the echo far over the woods and chariots and horses rolled out of it. It was the prince's court. As a result, the sick mother recovered and her daughter, who was rosy and beautiful again, gladly accepted the prince's offer. Soon the wedding was held. With the mosquitoes fiddling, the birds singing, and everyone who had feet, big and small, danced and jumped. I love that. Yeah, that's so sweet. That's very sweet. And I love the idea that his court is now um, comprised of both humans and animals. Mm-hmm. Yes, I like that he was turned into a dung beetle for being, you know, unkind to other animals. Yes. Yeah. Why abs- are princes? Princes are constantly getting punished by fairies and witches. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just wonder when I hear stories like this, I'm just like, men have been like this a long time, haven't they? (laughs) Yes. Yes. I think that is safe to say. Like, like, he he needs to be cursed so that he understands. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
(laughs) Well, that was amazing and wonderful. Thank you so, so much, Anita, for translating those for us. They were really fun. Yeah, that was really fun. I loved those. Yeah. And like I said, I will post that link onto our show notes, although Mm -hmm. it is all in German. So I don't know if there is like Google Translate. So we might be able to read some of them that way, though. Yeah. There's got to be people who took the time to learn a second language out there (laughs) who listens to our show. (laughs) We know you're out there. Mm -hmm. We know you're out there. You're better than us. Anita's better than us. Thank you so much for listening to Fairy Tale Fix. If you enjoyed these listener tales, please send us yours. We would love to hear from you. We really, really would. You can send them to us at info at fairytalefixpod.com. Or you can even feel free to message us on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook at fairytalefixpod. And please also feel free to subscribe and give us a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. It helps other people find us. And as always, if you enjoy the show, definitely um, tell your friends Mm -hmm. and share it. Please, 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 please do that. And they all lived happily never, never after. after. (laughs) The end. (laughs)